On this episode, I'm joined by my friend Logan to talk about his recent trip to Legoland, Florida. Today is August 28th, 2023. This is episode 595 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and while Rhonda will not be joining me today, I will soon be joined by my good friend Logan. But first, make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you hit that subscribe button, you get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World, you did not get the dining reservations that you wanted 60 days out, do not worry because Mouse Dining removes the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. So we know a lot of times uh, people visit the Central Florida for a lengthy period of time, especially if they're coming from overseas. They might go for two weeks, and not all that time is spent at Disney World or even Universal. So we thought it would be neat to bring in Logan from Theme Park Shuffle, if you've heard from many, many times before on this show, to talk about his recent family trip to Legoland, Florida, to see if this is something that might be in your future plans. I know after talking to him, I believe it's going to be in mine. So let's go ahead and chat with Logan. Logan, welcome back to Main Street Magic. You are no stranger to this show, uh, but it's been a little while, so it's always good to have you back on, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me. It is good to be back, brother. It's been a long time, so happy to be making my MSM return. I uh, hope everyone else is not too disappointed that it's me and you instead of you and Rhonda. Oh, no, I'm sure they're very excited to hear from you, and they get to hear even more from you now that we relaunched Theme Park Shuffle um just last week it will have been at this point so very excited for that too but today we're actually going to talk about legoland florida uh which will be super interesting i have i've been there once and it was well over a decade ago i think the girls were maybe like two and four um so it has been a very long time but uh we like to do things like this especially because you know a lot of people will visit central florida for a longer uh, you know, period of time, especially if they're coming from overseas of the UK, they don't spend every day in Disney. They don't spend every day in Universal. Sometimes they're looking for maybe something to do slightly outside of the bubble. So I'm really excited to hear about uh, your trip to Legoland today. And we'll kind of just kick it off there if you just want to kind of, I guess, introduce uh, when you went, uh, who went, did you, did you go for more than a day? Did you stay overnight? I guess give us a little background on uh, the trip down there. This year for our family vacation, instead of doing a Disney or Universal or really anywhere else in the state or outside the state, uh, we really wanted to check out Legoland. Our son has gotten more and more and more into Legos. Uh, he's six years old now. And uh, to be honest with you, it is the perfect age to be going to Legoland. Yeah. And so we decided uh, to, to just do it. Uh, we really have been wanting to, and we got one of their multi-day packages where we had three days at the parks. Um, we stayed three nights and we stayed at the pirate Island hotel. Nice. And, uh, we went ahead and just to make it the most relaxing experience possible. We just did basically like the all-inclusive package. So, not only did that cover our tickets to all three of the parks, both Legoland, the Legoland Water Park, and the Peppa Pig Park, but it also included all of our meals throughout the day. So we had breakfast at the hotel, we had any lunch within the parks, and dinner at the hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And included, you know, valet parking, everything was included. And what was really fantastic about the trip is that we arrived, we parked, and we never touched our car for three days. Yeah. And at the fact that we were able to just stay right there, that everything was included, that we could just relax. And uh, what was especially exciting about this particular trip is in the past when we've gone to Disney, uh, our son really, he didn't care. Like he <laughs> liked Disney and we watched a ton of Disney at home. But as far as the experience, 
he wasn't really excited about going. He wasn't really um, super excited even when he was there. Yeah. Like he would get excited about some of the things, but honestly, it was too stimulating. And a lot of the rides felt like uh, they might have been just a little too old for him at the time when he was, you know, three, four, just to validate the expense. Yeah. So with this particular trip, it was great because I got his buy-in from the beginning. We went to the Legoland app, which the app is is so great because it's got the breakdown of all the rides. You can actually look at these photos. So he got to go through, look at the photos, kind of decide based off of the photos, which ones he was really interested in. And he actually kind of created our, I don't want to say itinerary, but he created our checklist. Yeah. These are the things I really want to do while we're there. And that sort of created that, that little bit of ownership uh, for him where he is now getting excited. He's anticipating what he wants to do. And really um, that buy-in made the experience so much better for, for us because we were able to just kind of <laughs> kick back and then let him run the show. And I mean, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. And all the rides are just 100% catered towards that age group. Yeah. So in, in, in fact, so much so to that age group that I actually couldn't ride a couple of them because I was too big. <laughs> I was kind of wondering that part. Uh, yeah. The, no, so is he big into Legos at home or is this yes, just something? Very to, much okay. so. All right. So immediately yeah. had that buy-in and the familiarity of, of seeing everything then come to Absolutely. life, I'm sure. Um, which is very, very cool. So, and, and I would assume, I mean, most kids at that age, even, which is crazy because it's been going on forever are into Legos. It seems like, um, I mean, just a week ago, Lacey was trying to get us to buy her a Lego set from Costco because she just, she just loves putting (laughs) them together, but it's kind of at a point now where they become display pieces, you know, like that is the truth. When when you think about like us growing up with Legos, you just, you got a box of different colored bricks and and you didn't know what to do with them until you just figured it out and used your imagination. Um, so that part's super interesting. So, uh, I, I, from back when I went, it was before Peppa Pig land opened. It was before the, the Lego theme pirate hotel opened are though. I, I know that, you know, the Legoland park and the water park are situated right there next to each other. Is it still that same way? I mean, I know you said you parked your car, you didn't have to use it again, but is everything then within a walking distance or are there any sort of internal everything. transportation? Everything's walking. Everything is completely walking distance. So what's great is you have the Legoland hotel which is the original hotel. Then you have the Pirate Island Hotel expansion. Okay. And both of those are connected. They're literally the, the right next to each other. And then the Pirate Island technically has its own smaller pool, but the Legoland pool is actually the one that has the really cool slide and it's a little bit bigger. Uh, then the next to the Legoland pool is also where your restaurants are. So I will say this for any parents who are, considering whether to stay at the Legoland Hotel or the Pirate Island Hotel. They also have these new beach bungalows that are off Ooh. property. They're like a little further away. And I, I believe, don't, don't quote me on this, but I believe they shuttle people back and forth because it is technically, uh, you know, a um, Lego resort yeah. edition. So, uh, but what's great is if you're having to choose between Legoland and Pirate Island, Pirate Island costs a little more. But if you appreciate a more quiet, relaxing location, please go with Pirate Island. The Legoland Hotel, every time I stepped into the lobby and just the general sort of area where the kids are, like where they have this giant castle and all the bricks where kids can create. And also you have the two of the main restaurants are right there, the Skyline Lounge and then uh, the other uh, buffet, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but both of those are right there. And the access to the Legoland pool is all right there. So it's just this, this major hub and it gets 
chaotic at times oh, and yeah. so so loud because kids are just having fun they're running around like crazy it's hilarious watching all, all these uh children with no shoes on just stomping on legos <laughs> with and being completely unfaced yeah. where us adults like it's our worst nightmare about die yep that, that's <laughs> hilarious but yeah so that would that would be one of my recommendations right okay. off the bat is if you want a more relaxing stay stay at pirate island that's great info. Um, so t- talk about the overall theming of the the hotels then. I mean, because, again, I'm just imagining in my head what I think they would look like being Lego themed. Is it is it kind of what every kid or even adult who grew up on Legos is imagining? What's it? Absolutely. What are the rooms like and everything else? Everything is Lego. Oh, everything gosh. is just covered either in real Legos or they have uh, graphics and the graphics, you know, like wallpaper graphics, and they continue the story of the Legos. Um, there's also this really cool smuggler's bar <laughs> in the Pirate Island Hotel that's right next to the stage where they have nightly entertainment for the kids and like storytelling and stuff. And there's this really, really cool pirate island themed uh, lego table in that same kind of play area so adults can hang out at the smuggler's bar which again is all themed around a you know a pirate lego set then you have the the actual pirate lego set right there at this big table and then you have the stage and the performers as well as kids just running around having a good time but again quieter much more relaxed and calm but then inside the actual pirate island hotel it's great because as you're walking down the hallways the hallways have uh some of them around like the elevators they might have a character like a life-size character of one of the lego figures there the minifigs and then on the ground they have these really fun carpet patterns where it looks like you're walking on for instance, like um, a swinging bridge, or you're walking over Lego treasure to go along with a pirate theme. And the rooms are so, so cool. I mean, the theming in the rooms is fantastic. More so, I mean, honestly, the theming in the Lego rooms, and especially this Pirate Island Hotel, surpassed what I've seen at the Disney and Universal resorts yeah um maybe not necessarily like art of animation it's probably you know right there with art of animation but it's that kind of theming where the moment you walk in there's this big monkey (laughs) right there an actual three-dimensional made out of legos monkey and what's really cool is by staying at the resort every day your monkey surprises you with new gifts So there's a little scavenger hunt inside the room where you have a little list of things you have to follow in order to get the numbers. So you have, you know, it'll say like how many bananas are on the wall next to the monkey. And then you look and you have the kids have to count and figure out the number and write it down. And then once you've figured out all the numbers, it's actually the, the code to, to open the safe that is underneath the monkey. And then once you open up the safe, then you have free gifts inside. And what was really cool, Griffin made out like a bandit on this one because there's it's, there's a bunk bed in every room. And so you essentially have, it's designed for two kids. Mm-hmm. So you always get two gifts. So even though we only <laughs> oh, yeah. had one kid with us, <laughs> we got two gifts every single day. Wow. So he was super stoked about that. Um, yeah, and it worked out great because the rooms are there. It's just one room, but they're divided with the restroom actually in the middle. So you have what's considered like the bunk section. As soon as you walk in the door, it's got, you know, two uh, kid size beds as bunks. They have their own TV. They have their own Lego table and the Legos provided. And then on the other side of the restroom is where you have the king bed. And every room comes with the king bed and the bunk beds. So that's just, that's your standard room. Wow. And they only get nicer and they have suites with like, you know, pull down beds and all other options. And it just gets bigger and bigger. But with their standard room, it comes with this. It's incredible. And, uh, the, again, the theming, so well done. 
all pirate island the above the bed there's this nicely lit um map and uh, the pirate island hotel this great map this really strong graphic visual uh, it's even got a three-dimensional uh lego parrot in the corner of the room again uh, just graphics everywhere so there's not an inch of it that's not covered in graphics like everything is lego 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 so so well done um really fun too and again tying that then in with the in the scavenger hunt inside the room made it so fun to hang out in the room that's awesome yeah i'm looking at some photos right now online i mean they're so bright and vibrant and just i mean they look yeah every room looks like an absolute blast just to hang out in um yeah yeah this is wow this is a lot more already than i would have thought um you know just going into a a hotel like this sounds absolutely incredible um it was like another cool thing about the setup every room comes with a desk as well so there were nights where uh, Griffin would be passed out after spending mm-hmm. all day at the park. Uh, my wife would be laying in bed, sort of winding down for the day, and I would have to stay up late working. And so I was able to then work there at the little desk w- without causing any disruption yeah. to my wife or my son. They were both able to sleep comfortably without me interrupting them. Uh, and it worked out great. It was awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um... Well, let's let's see how that translates in, then into the parks, um, and we kind of were going to break this up a little bit into categories in a sense. And I know we just really talked about theming within uh, the hotel portion, um, overall theming of the three parks, because again, I haven't been there in so long, and and I don't, you know, I barely remember what any of this looks like, but I certainly don't remember it as being as incredible as you just described the hotel. So I'm interesting to see what kind of upgrades and updates they've maybe made in the past decade or so. But what did you think, especially being a theme park person who works, you know, in the theme park industry of the overall theming of the the parks throughout? For me, um, there were without a doubt certain areas that stood out as really strong and well themed and a lot going on. Uh, whereas other areas w- could have used a little more love. Um, but at the same time, what's nice too is uh, knowing just sort of about the the structure of a Legoland park and, and also the budget of a Legoland park in comparison to a Disney Universal. Yeah. Like they, they maximize their budgets. They don't just spend on things that are completely unnecessary. Like they put the money into the things that are absolutely necessary to making the experience as memorable as possible. Yeah. And so uh, what we found is that the the quality was really, really good. We were impressed with uh, how well the parks were. We could tell um, the difference between some of the slightly older sections of the park versus the newer like the expansions where you had like the lego movie expansion areas and um, some of the other sections um, of the park but overall again it was it just everything was great nothing was too big which is another big one when we talk about making kids feel overwhelmed everything was to a scale okay uh for a kid okay there weren't any giant buildings other than the hotel. The hotel was the biggest building. Like yeah. that was that was your biggest building. But there weren't uh, too many sort of monolithic structures. There were lots of uh, fun elements, everything you could play with. There were little sort of splash and play areas all throughout the park. Um, it's great because every single section had a young kid play area and a slightly older kid play area so That's you cool. had you know what would be considered like a kid's thrill ride as well as a what i would call like a duplo or you know a preschooler uh, toddler type attraction yeah for something for them to do like they have a whole duplo area which features most of your really young kid rides but everywhere you went there was that balance so they truly thought when designing these parks about their demographic. Yeah. They really, really catered to the young kids that are going to be coming to the park. Yeah. Peppa Pig, especially. Peppa Pig, 
I honestly, if you have a kid who's six or older, I almost feel like they're going to be bored because okay. it is really, really, really catered to like two to five. Oh, okay. Which again, makes sense yeah. because that's the target audience for the cartoon. Right. No, no. What the, what is the size of the new Peppa Pig park in comparison to just say the other parks or, or anything else? Like, is this a very small expansion? I mean, it's considered its own separate it's park a, as a third it's park, a, correct? A very, very, very small expansion. Okay. Yes. Uh, in, in regards to just sort of land mass. And honestly, like for me, I was after one hour, I was done. Yeah. I had, I'd literally, I'd done all the rides that I wanted to do. I was, I was like, okay, I'm done. Let's go. Um, but Gr Griffin kept playing in the, the splash area. So we stayed an additional hour yeah. just so he could play <laughs> in the splash area. But really other than that, we did everything we wanted to again for a six year old, yeah. but like a, Again, two to five year old. Oh, you can stay there all day. It's like a playground. Interesting. It's like a playground that you never want to leave for. Uh, I would say again, a younger audience. So if you do have a preschool age kid, it is perfect because everything is geared towards them. It's small, which is is smart because, and it makes it easier as a parent because your kid never gets too far away from you. Yeah. And you can pretty much see the whole park, no matter where you are oh, wow. in the park. Um, one thing I will say is since it's a brand new park, there really aren't any trees. So when we were there, another reason why after an hour we were ready to go, because it was scorching hot. And yeah. we got there right when it opened at 10 a.m. Yeah. And it only got hotter as the day went on. Um, they did have uh, shade areas there, you know, like those sort of triangular shades, and they have a big tent that covers um, a portion of the park and is right outside of their their one um, restaurant and their gift shop. So there is some shade coverage, but for the most part, you are just on, in the sun. You are exposed pretty much the whole time. So that is the, the only thing for people to take into consideration if you are going in the middle of summer just be careful and be prepared oh yeah um now how does that compare to just say the other the regular section of the legoland park being so that it's so much older is that still something that's what's, pretty well shaded what's so and great, covered? yeah yeah what's so great about legoland is because you know it originally started as cypress gardens mm -hmm. so it actually was a park before it became legoland park so uh, they, they purchased it and then turned it into a Legoland park. And so it has a lot of old growth. It has a bunch of tree coverage and areas where uh, you're not just in completely exposed uh, sunlight, hot Florida sun the entire time you're there. So that made it a lot better. Now the water park, um, the water park didn't necessarily have a bunch of tree coverage, but that's also pretty common for most of the water parks mm -hmm. where there isn't a lot of, of tree coverage in general. Yeah. But the park itself had a lot of tree coverage. And in fact, it still has the Cypress gardens that you can walk through on oh, the wow. property, which is really cool. That's amazing. Uh, now, am I right that Lego does not own Legoland? Well, You've got, that is correct. Yes, okay. it is uh, sort of owned and operated by Merlin. Okay. And so Mer Merlin Entertainment Group. And um, yeah, so Lego licenses. Got you. Their, their IP. Okay. All right. I thought I remember hearing something like that uh, a long, long time ago. Um, so when we, when we get into the parks, let's talk kind of shows and entertainment value, meet and greets, things like that. What does that look like across the parks? They did have them. Uh, our son wasn't interested in them at all, as far as the meet and greets. They did offer them. But one of the things I had noticed while we were there, which, again, it didn't bother us because our son didn't care about it. But uh, many of the meet and greets where they were supposed to be, there were often signs saying that either they weren't there or... Um, their times have changed. Mm. So there seemed to be a general lack of meet and greets during the three days we were there. Okay. 
And again, this is mid July. Yeah. Now it may be because it was so stinking hot <laughs> that I, I imagine those those characters would die in those full body suits. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so you guys really put your focus on rides, attractions, uh, things yes. like that. I, I know you said that there's are kind of you know there's the Duplo type rides, there's the more Lego rides, and then there's the rides that Logan can't get on because he's so tall yeah. and i'm sure a lot of them i couldn't Ooh. fit on um how are the rides and attractions and this is this is broken up like i remember there was a ninjago land um when yep. i went you said that there is now like a lego movie area yep. is this broken up into separate lands and then what are the rides and attractions like within the lands so they do have lands like sort of the mini lands if you will within the park but the reality is the park is small enough that even if there are lands, you they quickly transition. Yeah. Uh, but some of the more sort of noticeable lands is you have Heart Lake City. So that's based off of what they call the Friends line of Lego. Okay. Uh, you know, and then we've got the uh, the Duplo Valley. So that's where everything looks like the Duplo Legos. You have the Lego Movie World. That's where you have the Unikitty drop tower yes. you also have battle of bricksburg miniland usa is where they have all of the really cool lego uh, statues that they've built out like these miniature scale cities that you can walk around and there's interactive elements that you can actually press buttons and then oh, wow. parts of the city and the different figures sort of come to life um, there's a land of adventure there's obviously the cypress garden section a Pirates Cove section that now has a new Pirates Quest ride, uh, the Ninjago world that we already discussed, um, a Lego City, and then Lego Kingdoms is where uh, the medieval land is. So yes, they have these lands, but again, some of these lands are so small that they might just literally have one attraction yeah. in them. So it's, it's hard to kind of call them what we're used to when comparing to like a Disney or universal land, of course, they're not that developed out. Yeah. Uh, but yes, they do exist within the park and each one has some kind of major attraction or um, show or, or meet and greet. So how do, how do they match up to, again, I know we're looking at a, a younger demographic with kids for most of these rides. Um, what types of rides are we looking at? Are these, rides that were built specifically for Legoland or these kind of more uh, carnival rides or these off the shelf rides. I mean, like, you know, I think of going to IAPA and seeing some of these rides that you can buy on the, the showroom floor, or is it a combination of everything? Like, what are we looking at here? It's a, it's a combination. Uh, for instance, inside the uh, adventure land, that's where we have the lost kingdom adventure, which is actually a Sally dark rides. Nice dark ride, interactive dark ride there. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. So fun. Griffin yeah. Loved it. He's like, he, every day we were there, we went back and rode it. Nice. Um, then you have in the Ninjago land, their main attraction, the Ninjago attraction is made by Triotech. Uh, that features the hand movement interactivity instead of holding a blaster, like in our uh, Sally attraction inside that park. There's uses a, a blaster free. So it's just hand gesture motion, like what you would do at, at web slingers, okay. but not nearly as sophisticated as web slingers. Okay. Also much older. So this, this tech is many years old. Um, okay. Then they have, uh, let's see, battle of Bricksburg is one of the water rides where you actually are on a boat, if you will. Uh, and both sides of it has a water hose where you can actually shoot at other guests on boats and also shoot at guests who are standing on the perimeter of the ride and they can also shoot you so it's just a, a really fun water attraction but again this is one of those that uh, can be purchased off the shelf by the provider but it's completely customized so none of like every single one of these are custom made for for them the specifically. Park. So yeah. even if they are just sort of an off-the-shelf coaster, all the theming that goes into the queue, the theming of the ride vehicle, everything has to be customized to fit within the uh, Lego IP. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I was surprised by the amount of coasters there. 
So uh, you have, let's see, I believe it's four coasters within Legoland. And then you have the Peppa Pig, or sorry, Daddy Pig's <laughs> roller coaster over at the Peppa Pig Park. Yeah. So, so five total. That's pretty impressive. It was. And um, Griff had the best time in the world uh, really enjoying each one of the coasters because each one has something totally unique about it. So Coaster Saurus, which was our favorite and also was the only one that was consistently running. Like it was a beast, <laughs> classic wooden coaster. Yeah. Uh, just all up and down, up and down, up and down. Fantastic. So fun. And um, yeah, again, like I said, reliable. Yeah. So that was the one coaster that every single day was 100% working anytime we walked by it. So loved that one, rode it so many times. Uh, then you have the Dragon Coaster. The Dragon Coaster was actually my son's favorite and my wife got to ride that one. I unfortunately was too tall to ride. <laughs> my legs were too long. I couldn't get the lap bar down yeah. because my knees kept stopping it from getting pulled down. Um, and it's really cool because with it, it actually starts out as like a dark ride. So you're on the track, you leave the load area, you're going through a medieval castle, you meet, you see the dragon, and then you sort of launch out into the, the ride area. And it was a very smooth coaster, the steel coaster, but everything banked. So every aspect of it was really smooth. And I know my, my wife and my son really enjoyed that one yeah the next one is called the great lego race uh this one is themed as part of the the lego technic um sets mm -hmm. and also has a little bit of a story that ties in with the lego movie with some of the characters and the ideas you're a part of it and it used to be vr but they got rid of the vr so okay. it's no longer vr and it is honestly just a classic wild mouse. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, it was consistently vaulting. Oh, <laughs> so there were <laughs> many, many times. And in fact, it vaulted while we were riding oh, it. No. But we were lucky because we were at the very end of the ride. So we actually had to get evacuated from the vehicle. We got to do the whole behind the scenes walk. My son absolutely loved it. I also was geeking out about it because I love seeing just the, the backstage of any ride, oh, yeah. um, especially coming right off of the Uncharted attraction and, and being in a coaster surrounding and now to, to understand exactly what I'm looking at when I'm behind the ride, behind the curtain, if you will. Uh, that was really fun. But for the rest of the guests who were stuck at the highest point, Ooh. that probably was, was not so much fun. Yeah. And uh, it was happening consistently throughout the day. So that is the one attraction that I would tell people, you know, it's right at your own risk. Not that you're in danger of writing, right. but you might get stuck. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I usually stay uh, off those anyway, so I think I would be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am not a fan of the wild mouse. Yeah, I don't like just getting thrown around like a rag doll. No, not at all. Um, and then the other coaster inside the park that just closed, that it literally just closed on the day when National Coaster Day, when everybody else is announcing their major coasters, mm -hmm. the Flying School ride closed, and that was actually a suspended coaster where your feet hung down and oh, the, wow. the rail runs above you yeah um and it's probably a good thing that that one is also uh being closed down and i don't know if they're completely demolishing it and putting a new one um that would probably be nice because it is an older attraction and uh, both my wife and son said it was very rough yeah so not not a comfortable ride uh, but they wrote it, and, and again, Griff was a champ. He he just kept wanting to ride all the coasters. That's awesome. It was so funny. He kept asking, like, do any of them do loops? Do any of them do inversions? <laughs> it's like, dude, you didn't even want to ride a coaster a year ago, and now look at you. Yep. Um, yeah, and then you had the Daddy Pig coaster over at the Peppa Pig uh, land and uh, Peppa Pig Park, and that was fun. 
I almost didn't fit in that one. I had to ride <laughs> in the very back row by myself because otherwise my I never would have fit. Yeah. Wow. So that was a smooth ride, yeah. thankfully. And uh, yeah, flying school, I could not ride as well. I was too tall. But those are their five coasters. So they do have five coasters at the park. Like I said, the, the flying school just closed. Um, they will be replacing it with something. They haven't announced what yet. Yeah. Um, but something will be coming to replace that attraction, whether it's another coaster. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Now, is there any sort of fast pass system offered here? They do. They offer it. But we went on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And honestly, you did not need it. Yeah. Like, that's what I would recommend to anybody is if you are going to go and if you can just just go during the middle of the week you don't need the fast pass at all the longest wait we had was 30 minutes for one attraction wow and that was only because uh it's florida and it rains yep. and when it rains everybody can't ride any of the roller coasters or any of the outdoor rides so everybody rushes to the indoor attractions and so obviously the lines get backed up for all indoor attractions at that time yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense there then. Um, so you, you had the all-inclusive kind of package deal. So did you take good advantage of that as far as food goes and how is the, the food there as far as options, quality and, and everything like that? We really enjoyed ourselves there as far as the food goes. Um, I, I know I have friends who are vegan and they've gone there and they actually enjoy the food there as well. They do have vegan options, but you're very limited. Uh, one thing I will say is basically every every single meal inside the parks comes with fries. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's just, that is your option. Your yeah. option is fries or fries. Uh, but I will say uh, I'm usually I'm like, I'm, I try to avoid fried food, um, but man, I don't know what they're doing at those parks, but my God, their fried food is so good. Yeah. <laughs> they had like the perfect seasoning, the perfect amount of crisp, like consistently everywhere we went that we had to have the fries, they were so good. So, you know, kudos to them. They've got their fry game on point. <laughs> um so they did a great job there. The breakfast, we loved the breakfast. It was so good. And uh, each day, the only thing that really changes is, is like one day you may go and it's pancakes. The next day it may be waffles. Mm -hmm. The next day it might be French toast. That's it. That's the only thing that, that changes as far as the what is offered. So yeah, so it comes out in a large skillet and basically it comes with eggs, bacon, sausage, uh, potato like chopped up potatoes fried uh, then you have biscuits gravy and again the either the waffles pancakes or french toast depending on the day and you don't have a choice there it's just you that that's what it comes with so but it comes out on just this massive skillet that's big enough to feed you know three to four people wow that's and super impressive yeah, and the nice part is too is if you need more, they just they just bring you more. It's all you can eat. So, um, but instead of being a buffet style where you walk up to the buffet and get it, yeah. they just keep bringing it to you. Okay. And then they're they have uh, that's that that was inside the Pirate Island Resort for the breakfast. Now they do have at the Bricks restaurant inside Legoland, their breakfast buffet is a little different because it's actually it is a true buffet. You walk up. You get what you want. You come back to your um, to your table. So it might be a little different yeah. on that side. From what I was told, it's the exact same food. So the, the food options don't change. Just the only difference is it's either uh, self-serve or be served. Right. Yeah. I'll take the be served. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and everything was fresh. That's, that's one of the really nice things that surprised us was everything that was coming out actually was fresh. It, you could tell it hadn't just been sitting there a long time, just waiting to come out. Uh, so we were impressed by that. Yeah. Whether that's always the case, I don't know, but we lucked out when it came to food because everything we got was fresh. We also did the uh, dinner buffet at Bricks. Really enjoyed that. Lots of different options on that one. So um, that we would highly 
recommend for somebody who's wanting variety, it really helps. Wow. Their Skyline Lounge is the actual sort of sit down restaurant. And I will say it it's almost advertised at as this kind of nice fine dining Skyline Lounge <laughs> restaurant. That is very misleading okay. because it's probably the least relaxing <laughs> place in the entire building because yeah. it is, again, right there in the lobby, right next to the stage where they do the live entertainment and the castle where all the kids are running around playing, screaming. So it was just madness the night we actually ate there. Yeah. It's just complete chaos so unrelaxing <laughs> i mean we had to leave that and then go to the smuggler's bar just so we could like chill yeah. for a little bit before we went back to our room we had to lower our energy level <laughs> and just go go to a nice relaxing quiet area and just decompress from that dinner wow that is too funny so We've um we know the expectations and what we find at Disney with cast members. We know the expectations what we find with the team members at Universal. Um, what are what are they called here, if anything, and how is the customer service here? Uh, <laughs> it's it's no Disney Universal. Yeah. So I will say that, but on the flip side of that, I'm not in any way saying I had negative. Yeah, experiences like everybody I talked to, uh, you know, from cashiers to the wait staff at the restaurants, like literally the the people I talked to, I never had a bad experience. Yeah, when talking with them, they were all extremely nice, very knowledgeable, especially within the park. They were all very knowledgeable. Um, so I, I, there was just something about the um, just kind of the lack of magic and joy. Yeah, that comes with the people at a, a Disney or Universal, uh, where that you can you could tell they're like really excited to be there. That was the only thing that was kind of lacking from the uh, from some of the interactions that we had. Is it was these were people who really kind of enjoyed their jobs and were knowledgeable, but it just didn't have that same excitement of like i'm really happy to be here and sure. i'm happy that you're here yeah it was just like you know what i mean like yeah it just lacked that little bit of magic that they always talk about no that makes again, absolute perfect sense we we still we had an enjoyable time and um what was kind of nice is everything was kind of so fluid that we didn't have a lot of interactions mm -hmm. and need to worry about talking with um, employees because everything just it just flowed it, it was super chill everything went real easy the entire time we were there um, when we would walk around and attractions would be down the nice part is the park is small enough you just say oh that's a bummer yeah. we'll just walk to the next one yeah so you're only walking you know an additional five minutes yeah. it's not like at some of the the bigger parks where you're like uh this park is, you know, the second down, I just walked 30 minutes to get all the way to this section. I will say, though, if you are staying at the hotel and you want to go to the water park, you have the option where you can either get in your car, drive around, and then park outside the entrance to the water park, or you literally walk through Legoland to get to the entrance to the water park. Oh, okay. And so we always just walked through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, I got to walk through the whole park. But then once you do it, it's nothing. It, yeah. It's not a bad walk at all. And we actually made the most of it where we would stop and it would be like, ooh, let's ride Coastersaurus. Okay, cool. Or, ooh, let's stop and do Lost Kingdom Adventure. Sweet. That's cool. And so we would do that. And that kind of also helped break up the walk. And uh, there was because you're staying on property there's there's no like real rush yeah the lines weren't bad inside the water park if definitely get there early i would highly recommend getting to the water park early if you want to go to the water park because early you can just ride the rides over and over and over and over with hardly any weight okay but once once it gets later into the morning and the water park already opens later 
So it's opening at 11, whereas Peppa Pig and Legoland opened at 10. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get there around 11, if you wait till like noon, noon is really when the crowds start coming in. Um, and that's when the lines back up really yeah. fast. Uh, but also that that water park was awesome. Yeah. Oh man, we had such a fun time there. And they have they have all these play areas too throughout the Legoland Park and the water park for kids just to play with Legos. It's so cool. Wow. They have uh, inside the Legoland Park they have what's called the Imagination Zone, and in here. They've got a couple different things you can do to, to test out your Lego building skills. So one of them is they have like a little drag strip so you can make your own race car. Very cool. And then compete against other kids. And it's great because they have the whole setup where you actually put your vehicles there at the top of the ramp and then you hit the button and there's a whole countdown on the screen above you. And then they release the vehicles and they race down and then you know whoever gets first you get to see it it's like first place big you know display on the the monitors and they even have to the left of the, the little racetracks where you can stand and they have like first second and third so you can stand How and get cool. your photo That's taken awesome. on the podium um and again all the legos are there that you can just build whatever you want with it they also have an earthquake testing zone. Like, Ooh. so they have these tables, these vibrating tables that you can build up your Lego tower and then set off the earthquake and you can adjust the intensity. And so you can wow. watch as it falls apart, as the earthquake becomes more intense. It was great. It was so fun. That's and, then, cool. you know, and then it really, it sort of challenges them to design differently if you're actually trying to build really tall without it falling apart, you know how you need to link the bricks. And if you build them the wrong way, then they just fall apart. Right. But if you build them the right way, then you actually build the strength um, by the, the interlinking bricks. And so it's like just to see the kids learning that through doing it and just sort of trial and error is awesome. So cool. That's outstanding. Wow. That and sounds it, super yeah, fun. Yeah, and then over in the water park, they have these really cool um, boats. So you can actually make Lego boats. And and then they had this pretty killer little water racetrack, if you will, where, again, it's got an upper section and then it goes down. So you can test out how well your boat will float as it goes from top to bottom. It's really cool. It's just so much fun stuff they have in the um, the Lazy River, some of the actual um floats have these brick patterns on them and then they have these like large um not styrofoam but just large floaty legos that you can then literally just build up so you can you'd have some people ride by you in their their inner <laughs> tube and their inner they just be covered all the way around them like they built a little lego block fort that's hilarious uh, super yeah super cool just fun activities there's there's so much stuff to build and do so you can literally go and say for instance if you had a child that can't do rides yeah is terrified of rides but just really loves legos they could go there and have the best time ever because of just walking around with all the theming and all the little interactive zones where they can just build they'll love it they'll absolutely love it that's very cool um, so yeah, I mean, this, this sounds like such a great destination. This is a lot more impressive than, you know, I think I had made it out to be in my head. Um, not knowing much about Legoland, of course. Um, it, it obviously sounds like a, a wonderful family destination for those with, you know, younger kids or so like that. Um, yep. do you, do you think, let's just say you've got a family that is visiting, uh, central Florida for a week. They're here maybe Sunday to Saturday. They're doing a, maybe a couple days at Disney or a couple at universal. They do want to make some time to get out to Legoland. Do you think that they can experience um, all three parks in one full day if they wanted to, or would they be better off maximizing their time just picking, you know, the main park or, or Peppa Pig and maybe excluding the water park? Like, how do you think somebody would best go about if they had one day to head out there uh, during their week long vacation and take advantage of, of whatever they could? Depending on the hours, because you got to think like, for instance, um, 
Legoland today is only it's it's only open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh, okay, yeah. So you know that's seven hours. I mean that that's that's a long day at a park. Yeah. For a lot of people, uh, so is it doable? I, honestly, if you went during the middle of the week, I I really think you could ride every single attraction and do all the parks if you really wanted to. That's you, you absolutely could. I mean, Peppa Pig Park, it's it's only, let's see, one, two, three, four, five attractions. Yeah. So yeah, you can, without a doubt, you could, like, you could probably ride all five rides in 30 minutes wow. and be done if you just wanted to do rides. Okay. Because again, that park is not, it's not designed for thrill seekers. Yeah. It's not designed for your older kids. It is a preschool park and it's great for that demographic yeah everything about the rides are designed for younger kids everything about the interactions all of it is designed to keep them entertained for as as we know when you've got a two to four year old the average time you're going to be spending at a park is about two to three hours mm -hmm. Th that's about it and yeah. then they're done like done or you got them on a sleep schedule where it's nap time <laughs> you know we, we gotta go yeah um so so it works out perfect for that it serves that purpose which is what's great about it and if you're like a local i mean that becomes the greatest playground in the world oh, you can yeah. literally just go go to the playground all the time you got <laughs> yep. your sort of annual pass and it's just a killer playground. Oh, yeah. It's got everything you could possibly want as far as a playground goes, because it literally has a playground, two playgrounds inside it. Yeah. So even if you just literally just had a young kid who just wanted to spend all day at a playground, you're like, well, there you go. It's a Peppa Pig themed playground. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. You know, whether or not it's worth the value at that point, sure. but hey, when you, when you have a two to four year old that if you've, if you've experienced this, like I have, when you spend a boatload of money to go to a Disney park yeah. and to maybe get two hours right <laughs> before a total meltdown that is just like, you know what, we're done. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would much rather pay the, the Peppa Pig park price and just have them have the best time in the world because all they're doing is they're just playing the whole time. Right. And it's like, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about the crowds. You don't have to worry about all the things you have to worry about when you are at a Disney or Universal. Yeah. So that's that's what's really great about the way the parks are designed at um, Legoland and the Peppa Pig Park. Yeah. But again, like I said, if you got an older kid, do not do not go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's sure. included in your 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 park pass you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, it sounds like it. But but that but that actually sounds oddly enough, that sounds like a good almost rest day for a parent whose kids are yeah. still, you know, because you want rest days when you're at Disney or Universal, but you can't entertain a 2 to 4 year old at a Disney resort all day or Universal resort all day. You know, so it sounds right. like that actually could be oddly enough a good rest day for parents. Um I, I know one question a lot of parents may have is uh especially if you're used to going to Magic Kingdom, what is the alcohol policy throughout the parks? Is there is it freely available to get beer or wine or cocktails? Like, what is that setup like? Because again, inside. we're so used to Magic Kingdom, yeah. Like compared to inside right. the park, and obviously, a hotel has you know the the lounge yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, then yes, it is served in the park, and I remember I remember that they definitely served it at at the um, the restaurant inside uh, the Beach and Brick inside Ooh. the water park yeah so i know for a fact that they did okay yeah there so so yes there were some options but it wasn't uh necessarily a you know something that was advertised like you would find at a sea world or yeah. a bush gardens where it's like you know come here and drink or a food and wine it's right. definitely not like that yeah um, okay so yes do they offer uh, alcoholic beverages they do uh, but it's just one of those things where it's it's not necessarily advertised. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I guess maybe following up to that question, because I think this sounds actually super cool just to see. It, could you um, could you see this being something that Rhonda and I could go spend a day at and enjoy just kind of being two adults, just walking around, enjoying rides that we can, you know, eating some food, just seeing everything, being theme park 
fans and fanatics, would you ever see adults without children going to Legoland Florida? If they are Lego fans? Okay. Yes. All right. And honestly, if you've never been, absolutely. I could totally see you going. And I definitely think that if you are an adult, you know how you mentioned, could you do all three parks in one day? Yeah. If you're just two adults, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You could like, you could fly through it. Right. As two adults who are on the mission of doing every single attraction. Yeah. Absolutely. You could check them all off one day, all three parks, nailed it kind of thing. Um, But... (laughs) But uh, I do believe the the Lego Land Park as an adult, you could still enjoy it. You can still go. The Cypress Gardens area is gorgeous. They have mm-hmm. this massive banyan tree, which is just really fun to stand under and walk around. And the the garden grounds themselves are really nice. Um, the new Pirate River Quest is kind of meh um that's that was the longest wait that was on average about an hour wait 30 minutes to an hour um every day we never actually rode it but what we found is that if we walked around cypress gardens you're basically walking around the ride okay so because it's it's natural waterways that you're traveling through so you're traveling in this this boat through these sort of canals if you will that go through cypress gardens so if you just walk through cypress gardens you actually see half of the attraction Uh, so okay that that was kind of enough for us we're like you know what actually we've seen enough here we don't even need to ride the 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 boat and wait an hour for that especially when we can just go up to coaster source and there's no line no waiting right um so, so we we opted out of that every day we were there because the yeah. line was just too long for us. Yeah. Well, I want to go. I want to. Like, I and literally want to go. You guys should. Uh, you know, some of the other attractions that adults would really enjoy that both kids and adults can enjoy. The Lego Movie Masters of Flight is their version of Soren. Ooh. And it's really fun. It's okay. really, really fun. Um, if you're prone to motion sickness, there's always a chance that it might get you because it is, you know, a simulated uh, ride experience. Yep. So with anybody who watches a screen, you know, if, if you know you might get sick from a, a screen type ride like a Soren, uh, just be prepared for that. Okay. Um, but all the coasters are are super chill they're on the low side of thrill because again they're catered towards a younger demographic um so it's one where Rhonda could probably go without even having to to take her medicine right and still enjoy enjoy the park and you know walk around see the different areas take in the lego theming the battle of bricksburg is really fun as you can just if, as long as you're prepared to get soaked that does it's really fun, fun. Uh, <laughs> do you know if that was um, a reskin of something that used to be in ninjago because i remember no, going it's, it's a different land it, okay because I, I remember then maybe they used to have something because i remember a ride that sounded super similar that we didn't well, know we were going to get drenched on and i thought it was in ninjago because this would have been it, it before have the been. lego movie stuff um it's the one of the few things that i remember about going back then but i just remember getting drenched and i remember us being able to shoot other boats and then being able to shoot us and it was it was our favorite thing there back then uh, again it was a much smaller park with a lot less to do there yeah but... and it, i mean no it definitely there's no way it would have been ninjago because that's on the okay. other side of the park okay um so the maybe it was in a that, different land that particular area is near um what i call the medieval land yeah so maybe at some point it was maybe it was medieval, medieval then if it came before then that i don't know because okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily know the history yeah of, the, the rides in the in the park it just sounded super uh, familiar when you were explaining it and i remember us having an absolute blast on something like that um nice. so yeah I, I'm, I'm yeah after this i might go talk to ron and say hey we gotta go to i'm gonna go to legoland for a day or something i mean honestly i kind of want to stay in the hotel <laughs> like that just hotel, looks super fun seriously the hotel is worth it, it yeah it's really cool i was i was i was very impressed yeah and this, you know, and again, this is me. So, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no newbie to, to right. theming and stuff. And um, again, like just what they were able to do and even the stuff, the depth they were able to create and just there were their wallpaper graphics. Yeah. I was just 
it, everything about it. I was like, man, this is really fun. Everything just screamed fun and so kid friendly. Yeah. Every inch of it. It's like, wow, they did such a killer job. That's and you awesome. know, the another cool thing in Jacksonville, there's a company called AE and S. They do a lot of the work for these Legoland resorts. Okay. So so a lot of the graphic work and CAD work and things like that. So, you know, it's cool to have a Jacksonville, Florida company that's also involved uh in the creation of some of these cool parks. Right. On as well as, you know, Sally and the Lost Kingdom Adventure interactive dark ride which really is cool. so fun so fun all right yeah all right well we're gonna go um <laughs> i know you had mentioned something to me about um photos yeah so uh, we again as part of our package it included uh the digital photo pass um and they're they were really fun so every single one well not every there's the attractions that did offer it they had it to where all you had to do was just scan this qr code it'd pull up your image um some of the rides did not have people working the booth but um if there wasn't somebody working they had instructions on how to basically find your photo okay. so that was pretty cool how uh, you could um always sort of track it down and then they had still images as well as like these animated images as well <laughs> as these full-on little video clips so any of the coasters they actually had these video clips for them so you can have oh, cool. these cool little videos that you take home with you of you on the attraction which were great the coaster source one uh was awesome the dragon um so we really we we got a bunch of those saved on the phone and that was really fun uh, the lost kingdom adventure has a little animated one as well uh so yeah we were impressed we were like well check this out this is cool it was again it was more than what we were expecting right um maybe maybe we just went in with no expectations so therefore all of our expectations were essentially um you know met yeah so um but I think honestly, that's that's probably the best way to go for for any experience. Is yeah. just go in with no expectations, and then oh yeah, if you set the bar too high, you're always going to be disappointed. Well, and I mean, I, I, I think that I mean you could have just <laughs> yeah, like you could have almost like done a tagline for Lego right there with expectations and all because I, I that's got to be very much to their advantage because you've already just blown my expectations out of the water just telling me about your trip. And, you know, you don't see a lot of marketing around Legoland. It's very few and far between. It's very few billboards. And even those billboards aren't telling you a lot. It's just slightly off the beaten path from the other Central Florida theme parks. You know, it's a little it bit is. of a pain a to get down there, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and, and constantly you see things like, you know, bring a Coke can and get a free ticket with one bought ticket, which I think to most people lowers the value in their mind and their expectations of something like that. So it's awesome to hear that. You know, it's exceeding expectations, um, you know, to, to actually go there. And I mean, it really got me excited to actually check it out here at some point, you know, and, and, and leave yeah. that Central Florida Disney and Universal bubble and, and kind of experience something new, even if it literally is just Rhonda and I, because we're certainly not going to drag the, the girls there at their ages. So yeah, they would hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it, probably. But yeah. Yeah. So anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? You know, they do have essentially a Lego store there on property. So if you do have a kid who's really into Legos, they have a large department store right there inside the Legoland park that you can purchase um, some of the larger kits as well as a bunch of smaller sets. Uh, if you have a Legoland store near you, like at a mall near you or something like that, then more than likely it's kind of the same stuff the there were a few exclusives though for like legoland collectors or anybody who's really into let's say theme park related collectibles they have exclusive legoland park sets Ooh. that you can buy lego uh, sets that you can buy that feature some of the areas of the park that's cool. So that's that's pretty cool you that's know, to, to have something like that. That that also just ties back into uh, bringing home a keepsake. That's a reminder of the experience you had. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. If if I yeah, if I was a rich man, I would be a Lego collector. 
I 100 percent would. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I love them. I mean, I you know, I know we talked about the, the new sets are so specific and they have these specific pieces and all, but I still love them. I've had a blast building some of those sets with the kids when they were a little bit younger and I would collect those things like crazy if if you know i could afford to and had the space to but um i have neither of those things so i don't have to worry about it but um yeah as always i really appreciate you joining me and i'm so cool to hear kind of your experience down there and you know i i hope that this will get some people out there and you know when they're coming here to central florida and they're checking out some of the theme parks uh the major ones they're always you know thinking about bush gardens and and sea world in addition of course to universal and and disney world and you know add legoland into your your list there of places to check out. Um, I think we'll definitely have to look at making a trip there. So Logan, as always, I appreciate you coming on, man, and and sharing your experience and your knowledge. My pleasure. Oh, and I did think of one more thing to add, uh, especially for any parents out there um, with children who are either on the autism spectrum or are just sensitive, like really sensitive to certain things. Um, The Peppa Pig Park is autism certified so it is a a certified park um legoland itself also has lots of warnings so now before you go on an attraction it has a detailed uh, like simplified but detailed description of what to expect so that way if you do have a, a child who is sensitive to darkness or sensitive to loud noises or to flashing lights or any of these triggers that could really set off a child. Yeah. They have it where they have sensory guides on the attractions, which again, for a parent who has a child with certain sensory range that is very sensitive, um, having that can make or break your entire day. Yeah. Like you can have an entire day without any fits or reactions because you know before you get into the queue or onto the attraction what to experience so therefore you can plan accordingly and that is again that's awesome yeah to see that being done and and again the the care that goes into making sure that the experience is great for kids yeah and for the entire family and so having those situations where we're avoiding any kind of extra stress that is just completely unneeded is such a game changer for, um, for again, anyone who has a child that is, is sensory sensitive. That's incredible. That is super duper impressive. And that's such a great tip and, and yeah, knowledge for, for parents to have. So yeah, thank you very much for sharing that additional part. I'm glad you remembered to bring that up. That's absolutely. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, my friend, until next time, uh, whether it's Theme Park Shuffle or Main Street Magic, I always look forward to talking to you. So thank you again, Logan. And uh, I'm sure we we will see and hear from you very, very soon. Thank you, Jeremy. Talk to you real soon. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And of course, thank you again, Logan, for coming on and filling in for Rhonda so we could learn all about Legoland, Florida. Uh, Rhonda and I are going to look at taking a trip there maybe for a day sometime in the near future. So then we can give you our opinions on it as well. Remember, if you go ahead and you hit that subscribe button, you're going to get these brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And you know that I would be thankful, Rhonda would be thankful, and I'm sure even Logan would be thankful if you could please leave us a rating and review, because it really does help our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home. <laughs>